Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, a local agri-food business owner is keeping close tabs on tensions between Canada and India. The ongoing discussion of Bill C-234 with the Senate Ag Committee. A case of anthrax was confirmed in a Saskatchewan RM. And FCC will match donations as part of the 20th anniversary of Drive Away Hunger. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. This is Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. It was like deja vu all over again. Many of the same people invited by the Commons Ag Committee months ago to talk about Bill 234 were back in Ottawa Monday. This time, they were summoned by the Senate Ag Committee to provide answers to many of the same questions they answered in earlier meetings about this bill. 234 already received overwhelming support from all of the opposition parties in the Commons and a handful of Liberals. It needs only one final stroke of a pen from the Senate to become law, but a handful of Liberal Senators demanded more discussion. It was part of the discussion between Senator Paula Simmons and Kyle Larkin with the Grain Growers of Canada. Sometimes people need an economic signal that says to them, we must change our practices. And I know that farmers are as concerned about climate change as anybody because they are on the bleeding edge of climate change. So, Do you think that a price signal might encourage people to invest in more, uh, more energy efficient technology? I, I totally agree with you, Senator. I mean, the goal of the act is obviously to add price to fossil fuels. Uh, in order for Canadians to change their practices. So you look at the consumer market, you have Canadians buying electric vehicles more today than they were 10 years ago. Part of that is driven by uh, the, the the carbon tax on, on gas. The unfortunate part for farmers, though, is there is no viable alternative. All that exists currently on a, on a, on a large scale for farms in, you know, Saskatchewan or Alberta that you, you could be in the 5,000 to 10,000 to 15,000 acres. When you harvest and you need to dry your corn or you need to dry any type of grain, you need to get it done as soon as possible or you'll risk spoilage. So if there was a viable alternative on the market, I don't know if I would be here today. There is an eight-year sunset clause on, on, on this act, which, which I think is speaking to technologies that we may see in the future. We don't know what we'll see two, three, four years from now. But today, as it stands, there's no viable alternative on the market. And when I speak to companies that produce grain dryers, 
there's not there, there's nothing coming online. And if we look at electrif- electrification too, we, we, we maybe get into a bigger issue there with provinces still using or producing energy from coal or natural gas, et cetera. So there's a catch-22 as well, even if there were, were alternatives on the market. There is concern about this bill in Ontario with farmers there and that many don't own grain dryers, but instead rely on outside companies to dry their corn, and so they don't benefit directly from 234. The chair of the committee, Senator Robert Black, asked this very simple question to, of Larkin, uh, to uh, rather uh, Russell Hurst, who represents Ontario producers, and also to Dave Carey and Scott Ross with the Agriculture Carbon Alliance. I need to ask first Mr. Larkin and then the three here very quickly. Is it worth amending this bill and risk the bill not going through? I think you've hit it. You've hit the nail on the head, Senator. Uh, my quick answer would be no. Uh, we've been waiting for years for this legislation and similar similar legislation to pass either in the Senate or in the House. We have this opportunity to pass this now. I would suggest passing this piece of legislation as is and in the future looking towards commercial drying uh, opportunities. So I think that that's a, it's a very difficult question for all of you. I guess that I would challenge you to, you know, you aspire to have appropriate legislation that meets the needs of all Canadians, and in this case, all farmers. And ultimately, where we're landing is we've identified that there is a market imbalance in the province of Ontario for the majority of grain and oilseed producers. And I, I would challenge all of you to, to, to think this through and ultimately, um, you know, we strive for the for the best legislation we can, uh, not the fastest legislation. Mr. Carey. Yeah, no, no amendments are required. This Bill C-234 builds off the good work of retired Senator Diane Griffin's Bill S-215. They're almost identical bills, and this bill should pass without amendments. Mr. Ross. I would say the same. I think what is critical in this bill is that it's building on a very targeted exemption that already exists in the Act focused on farm, and that is the scope of what we're talking about today, which is, I I would suggest, tidying up an omission in the original exemption that is is needed, and that, to my mind, is a very critical improvement in the legislation that we should be looking at moving forward with immediately. Other speakers that appeared before the committee yesterday included Tom Green with the David Suzuki Foundation. You're listening to SaskAg Today on 620 CKRM. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch. For Prairie 6-inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. Ongoing tensions between Canada and India is being watched closely by the president and CEO of AGT Foods, Murad Al-Khatib. Earlier this month, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said there was credible intelligence that India had a role in the killing of a prominent Sikh leader in B.C. who was also a Canadian citizen. India replied by accusing Canada of harboring terrorists. The back and forth has led the trade talks between the two countries to cool down. Speaking at the launch of the AGT Food Bank Crop Exchange Program on Thursday, Al-Khatib is optimistic things will change for the better. Geopolitical risks are, are a major part of agriculture, and uh, you know, yeah, the current uh, crisis between Canada and India is something we're watching very, very closely. You know, we're, we're really quite certain that you know, in the end, after all of the political issues are more visible, 
you know, the people of Canada and India have a long-term partnership that, that works for both nations. You know, we have arable land and water that India doesn't have. We have farmers that are able to produce at scale at the lowest cost and highest quality. And India needs the food. And so from that perspective, we're optimistic that politics will remain politics. And you know, the basic essential access to staple foods and commodities and food inflation is the most relevant political issue in the world today. So you know, we're hoping that calm heads prevail on the political sides and that people, like we're having in this program, in India and in other nations, have access to the food that they need. Al-Khatib also says the world from a geopolitical standpoint is completely different. The Russia-Ukraine crisis uh, complicates availability. Central Asian drought and, uh, and rains and harvest have ruined crops in Central Asia and Central Europe. Canada, we still had a drought-affected crop this year, but we are part of the solution for the world. And I'm optimistic that the, the geopolitics and the current situation, you know, give a chance that agriculture and food should be left out. I mean, in every crisis in the world, even when we impose the strictest economic sanctions on a country, we exclude basic foods from those sanctions. Politics have to have heads to make sure that the, the basic staple foods flow to the people that need them. Prime Minister Trudeau has also called on India to cooperate with Canada's investigation. Up next on Saskag today is Egg Review with Doug Falconer. You're tuned in to Saskag today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Canada's Federal Transport Department will conduct its own review of U.S. grain giant Bungie's plans to buy and merge with Viterra, with an eye particularly on both companies' stakes in Canadian port terminals. Transport Minister Pablo Rodriguez has announced that his department will review the deal under the mergers and acquisition provisions of the Canada Transportation Act, starting with a public interest assessment, which can run up to 250 days, that is, until June 2, 2024, at the latest. He says the deal is of significant national interest in Canada's transportation sector and the broader supply chain, as both companies hold ownership interests in port terminals across the country. The public interest assessment will include consultations with Canada's ports and marine industry, as well as other industry stakeholders, government departments and other levels of government, as well as Canadians generally. As tensions between Canada and India remain very high, the future direction for Canadian lentils continues to be uncertain. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says there's credible evidence collected by Canadian intelligence services pointing to the Indian government allegedly having a role in the murder of Hardeep Singh Najjar. Killed outside of a Sikh temple in Surrey, B.C. on June 18th, Najjar was a Canadian citizen and also a Sikh separatist in support of a Khalistani state independent from India. By the end of July, the Canadian Grain Commission and Statistics Canada recorded exports of lentils to India for 2022-23 were 661,904 metric tons by bulk vessel and by container. That made India the largest of Canada's lentil customers. 
An unnamed senior Indian government official says India has no plans to restrict imports and New Delhi has not instructed importers to refrain from purchases. Deliveries of most major grains in Canada were higher in August than a year ago, according to Statistics Canada. The federal agency issued its monthly deliveries report yesterday, showing total deliveries last month came to 5.103 million metric tons, up nearly 15% from the previous August. Wheat deliveries, excluding Durham, tallied 2.936 million metric tons last month, rising more than 14% compared to August of 2022. Meanwhile, those for Durham dipped almost 7% from a year ago at 313,576 metric tons, while canola came in at 983,337 metric tons, jumping 29% from August of 2022. Barley fell just over 13% at 407,530 metric tons. Statistics Canada has reported Canada's second-largest August canola crush on record. The 829,490 metric tons of the oilseed processed last month is only bested by the 830,335 metric tons in August of 2020. The July 2023 canola crush set a new all-time record of 961,683 metric tons. Last month's canola crush was 31% more than the previous August. The amount of oil produced at 347,606 metric tons was almost 33% more than in August of 2022. The meal produced at 491,813 metric tons was up 28.4% from a year ago. Meanwhile, Stats Canada found the August soybean crush of 123,651 metric tons was the lowest for the month on record, sliding below the 129,048 metric tons in August of 2021. The federal agency has only recorded the soybean crush since August of 2015. In August of 2023, 23,362 metric tons of oil was produced, were a 13.5% decline from the previous August. As well, meal output was down 13.9% at 96,568 metric tons compared to a year ago. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, it'll be clearing up this afternoon with winds out of the southeast at 20 kilometers an hour, then becoming light, high of 24. Tonight, increasing cloudiness and a 70% chance of showers overnight and a risk of a thunderstorm, low 10 degrees. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy and a 70% chance of showers early in the morning and a risk of a thunderstorm. Winds from the west at 20 kilometers an hour in the afternoon, high of 19, low 4. Partly cloudy on Friday, high of 18, low 3 degrees. Saturday, cloudy and a 60% chance of showers, high of 17. Saturday night, showers continuing, low of 10. 
Sunday, more showers, high of 15. Sunday night, cloudy and a 60% chance of rain, low of 8. Monday, partly cloudy, high of 14, the low 5. And Tuesday, partly cloudy, high of 16. Normal highs for this period are 16, normal lows 1. Sun rose at 6.52 this morning. Sun will set at 6.46 tonight. Taking a look around the province in Estevan, 16. Swift Current, 19. Saskatoon, 20. Weyburn, 18. And Yorkton, 16 degrees. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is up in Prince Albert at 22.4. Cool spot in Loon Lake at 14.3. In Regina, mostly cloudy. Southwest wind at 9. Humidity at 52%. Temperature 20 degrees or 68 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 101.3 and falling. In Moose Jaw, partly cloudy, southwest wind at 15 kilometers an hour, high of 22. And once again in Regina, mostly cloudy, southwest wind at 9 degrees, or 9 kilometers an hour, I should say. Got that mixed up. Temperature, 20 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Market Analysis Group of Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada has issued a new outlook report for principal field crops. SaskAgToday.com's Kevin Hirsch examines how the price estimates have changed since the last report issued in August. The Outlook report uses the most recent yield estimates, as well as seeded acreage and export statistics, and also takes production and demand in other countries into account. As compared to the report issued in August, average price projections for the current crop year have either stayed the same or increased for all crops except corn, which is down slightly. Wheat, barley, oats and field peas are among the crops unchanged from last month. The Durham price projection has been increased by $10 a ton and is now a $90 a ton premium over spring wheat. The canola price projection is up by $25 a ton compared to last month, surprising given the large drop in canola prices over the past few weeks. The average flax price projection has been increased by $10 a ton compared to last month, but remains well below last year and well below the five-year average. Lentils, an average of red and green lentil price projections, are up $100 a ton over last month. A $100 a ton increase has also been applied to the chickpea price projection. Even larger increases have been applied to mustard and canary seed, with the projected mustard average price for this crop year up by $120 a ton and canary seed up by $115. For Saskag Today, I'm Kevin Hirsch. Saskatchewan producers are reminded to be vigilant for anthrax after one confirmed case was recorded in the RM of Code number 271. Saskatchewan Agriculture says it was the cause of death in one cow and suspected in two additional deaths in the same herd. Anthrax is caused by a bacteria that can survive in spore form in the soil for decades It can build up on pastures from changes in soil moisture caused by flooding and drying. 
Spores can concentrate in sloughs and potholes. The risk of exposure can increase in drier years, and it can also surface when the ground is excavated or when there is excessive runoff. Saskatchewan Agriculture says affected animals are usually found dead without any signs of illness. Livestock can get infected when eating forage contaminated with the spores. Bison, cattle, sheep, and goats are highly susceptible to anthrax, and horses can also get infected. Saskag says swine, birds, and carnivores have more resistance to, to infection, but dogs and cats should be kept away from carcasses. Producers are also reminded to be careful around carcasses. If you've been exposed to an infected animal, contact your local health authority or physician. Anyone who suspects their livestock may have anthrax should contact their local veterinarian immediately for diagnosis. Anthrax can be prevented by vaccination, and producers are encouraged, especially in regions where there have been previous outbreaks, to vaccinate their animals every year. More information can be found on the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture website. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. In Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Drive Away Hunger, an agriculture and agri-food initiative helping vulnerable Canadians, is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. To mark the occasion, Farm Credit Canada will match donations up to a million dollars toward food security agencies in Canada. Carla Warnica, Farm Credit Canada's Manager of Community Investment, says FCC is in a unique position to connect people who have food with the people who need it the most. So there's a great opportunity here for us to come together with the rest of the industry and make a difference. You know, unfortunately, the need is high. As you're familiar, you know, there's 3.2 million tons of surplus edible food that's produced every year in Canada and 96% of that isn't rescued. And there's about 20% of Canadians that are getting their food from charitable organizations. So certainly the need is high and we have an opportunity to help and come together with our industry. And and as you probably know, this is probably the most generous industry in the world. (laughs) You know, people in agriculture and food care deeply about their communities and the people within them and, and want to do everything they can to help. She adds the program comes at a time when more people are accessing food banks. Yeah, it is really important. Like you said, the need has grown. And so bringing the industry together to positively impact food security is incredibly important. You know, our industry is definitely stronger when we come together. You know, we're really looking to rally together to make a difference, give generously, and, and see if we can find new solutions that can make a difference in that fight for food security in Canada. Warnica says donations of cash or food are acceptable. So our match will be shared between Food Banks Canada and Second Harvest Canada, and that funding will be directed to underserved rural and remote areas that are in need of support. So there's about 29% of Canada's food banks, I believe, are in rural and remote communities. And in those communities, food is more expensive typically, a little bit more difficult to access. So the need is great there as well. So we want to be sure that our funding is being directed to, you know, those communities as well. So to get involved is really quite easy. You go to drivewayhunger.ca and there's an opportunity there to donate food. You can press on a button and and get to a Food Banks Canada website where you can donate to a national, provincial or even a local organization. Uh, You can also donate product if you have product 
product that you have available and you'd like to donate that, you can click on a button there and you can get in touch with our team and we'll help you navigate that donation. So if you've got some barriers to giving, like you're maybe not sure where to where to give your food or how you can get it packaged or transported, we'd love to connect with you and help you figure that out. More information can be found at drivewayhunger.ca. Coming up next is the market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola is up $15.20 to $6.86.82 a metric ton. Number one red spring wheat is down $2.26 at $3.31.07. The rest were unchanged. Durham 514.74. Feed barley 272.58. Chickpeas 1036.17, flax 561.54, lentils 837.10, oats 294.32, yellow peas 382.89, feed wheat 223.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is down three cents at seven dollars and sixty-three and a half cents a bushel. Up next is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, here are the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of September 26th. Our last regular sale was in Assiniboy on September 18th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.23 to $1.38. D3 cows sold from $1.18 to $1.22. Canner cows sold from $0.50 cents to $1.00. Heifrets sold from $1.95 to $2.14. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.56 to $1.67. We also had a pre-sorted yearling sale that day. We didn't have big numbers, but we did have big prices. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $3.38 and sold up to $3.78. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $3.46 and sold up to $3.78. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $3.31 and sold up to $3.43. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $3.04 and sold up to $3.25. Heifers were 15 to 20 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now here are the latest pork prices for the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. They're down today to $208.83 per CKG. Up next is the Resource Report. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report. Brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The federal government says it's launching a review of the proposed acquisition of Viterra Limited by Bungie Limited. Viterra is a grain handling company owned by Swiss commodities giant Glencore, the Canada Pension Plan Investment Board, and BC Investment Management Corporation. Missouri-based Bungie is the world's largest oil seeds processing company, operating in more than 40 countries worldwide. The $8.2 billion deal was announced in June. 
Transport Minister Pablo Rodriguez says in a statement that both companies hold ownership interests in port terminals throughout Canada. He says healthy competition is needed in the transportation sector to ensure fair pricing and access, especially for farmers. Polish and U.S. officials have signed an agreement in Warsaw for the construction of Poland's first nuclear power plant. It's part of an effort by the Central European nation to move away from polluting fossil fuels. Poland's Prime Minister called the deal to build the plant near the Baltic Sea the beginning of a new chapter for Poland. Russia's invasion of Ukraine and its use of energy to put economic and political pressure on European nations added urgency to Poland's search for alternative energy sources. Polish and U.S. officials signed the deal on Wednesday. On the markets, the TSX is down 181 points at 19,374. The Dow was down 165 points to 33,453. Oil is up $3.26 at $93.65 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 73.90 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Wednesday's edition of Sask Ag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.